Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. And uh, that was, we're back, and uh, that was one interesting uh, talk we had uh, uh, with Ambassador Bolton. And he thinks it's very fluent, and he thinks it's day-by-day situation. So we might have him back on Sunday morning, and we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. And I understand somewhere, hidden somewhere, our next guest, uh, we're not allowed to say where he is because we don't know where he is. Right. Uh, but he's someplace out there. Due to safety issues, he's somewhere in Europe in an undisclosed location. Now on the line for us right now is Captain Gary Yuri Tabak. He served as a chief of staff for the NATO military. How are you, Captain? Good, good. Thank you. But I just I am a retired captain and I served uh, as a chief of staff, uh, not the entire NATO. But thank you very much for promotion. Under which NATO under which NATO chief were you out with? I was uh, with a, uh, uh, a representative in Mas in to Russia, NATO rep- representative to Russia. So, was that when Admiral uh, Stavridis the, was there or uh, General Wesley Clark? No, no, no. I, I was there when uh, 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 I was there. I was there. It's embarrassing to say I don't remember now, but I was there from 2008 to 2011. Okay. Okay. So uh, tell us, what are you hearing about what's going on in Ukraine? We saw that video of the nuclear. How how could that be possible? Like that is just well, so, I mean, that's like a suicide mission to bomb a nuclear power plant. Wait, wait, wait. Well, we uh, don't know if it was really right, being bombed or we don't know if it was a, a make-believe bombing. Right. What do you, what say well, you? Okay. Well, this is what I know. And, and uh, uh what I know, what I heard is uh, that it was it was a tank bombardment of the nuclear plant, and they hit a training facility, and that caught fire, and you know, and then they took over it, and uh, uh, and they they put the fire out. But uh, to say, I mean, the same thing they did, they took over the Chernobyl facility. I mean, and I think it is crazy to do something like that, fire on their reactors, but it shows to, or, or bombing civilian cities and blowing them up uh, uh, and using tanks and artillery and aviation on, on the cities in the middle of Europe. I mean, that's bizarre. So I'm not a psychiatrist, but my mother was a psychiatrist. And she had said a long time ago that Putin is uh, a paranoid psychopath and, uh, you know, like Hitler, like Stalin, like anybody who had uh, uh, too much power for too long, it poisons them. And they, they become, they live in a different world. They live in a bunker and uh, in a different world. So what uh, their honorable uh, Ambassador Bolton was saying and saying, you know, he wants this part or that part. He wants to negotiate. And he's in a winning position or losing position. You know, I don't, I don't, I disagree with all due respect to the ambassador. I disagree with him because we're dealing with a, with a lunatic and uh, uh, trying to to find a way to speak to him as though he has some sort of a reason or his ability to negotiate. No, paran- paranoid uh, uh, psychosis 
as I understand, is uh, they, they will never be uh, accept belittling or humiliation or insults or losing, I mean, in their own mind or any kind of abuse. And if Hitler or Stalin had a nuclear button, they would have pushed it. They would have never accepted any kind of a defeat. So the only way to deal with this guy is, uh, uh, I believe, the way what was suggested by uh, Lindsey uh, Senator Lindsey Graham, right. Um, there's no other option with this guy. He's not going to stop. And if you think that just because he's going to get eastern uh, Ukraine and leave the western Ukraine alone, and that's it, and then we're back to business as usual, well, I mean, come on. It's uh, 1939. You know, let's give uh, Hitler a little bit of Czechoslovakia, you know, let him split Poland with, with Stalin. Maybe he'll come down. Maybe it will be enough. Okay, let him kill the German Jews, but not, and then he won't kill other Jews. No, I mean, this is, I think, fantasy that you think that you can rationally deal with someone like that. I, I don't think so. I think, uh, I, I think the world has to wake up. Trying to think that we're not in World War III is, at this point, uh, I think is pure stupidity or cowardness. We are in World War III. We need to engage. I mean, he's firing on, come on, tanks are firing on a nuclear facility. I know there's some scientists, some physicists, well, my- I'm not. Who are saying? Just let me finish this stuff. That uh, saying that uh, you know, no, this is safe, and uh, those facilities and reactors are built so they will stand this, and it could be only like uh, uh, in Japan that happened. Um, my experience with uh, you know with uh, uh, with the senior staff, in other words, the senior senior generals, and they're always in touch with the generals on the other side of Russia. So I wonder how those discussions are going. And that's, uh, uh, and will one of the Russian generals take out Putin? Who knows? Well, look what happened with Mussolini. Remember that? When they well, hung him look up. Look what happened to Hitler. Mm-hmm. Well, Mussolini, they hung him upside down in the middle of the square and beat him up, remember, uh, beyond recognition. So you never know. That could happen to uh, Putin, too, where his own people turn on him, God willing. Well, they took away his $50 billion in Switzerland. So mm. The other $50 billion is in Bitcoin sometimes. But I, I I think Putin won't stop at just uh, some parts of Ukraine either. Unfortunately, I don't think so. Unfortunately, in Italy or even in Germany, and I'm myself Jewish. I'm not uh, very you know I'm not very fond of this. My my grandfather was an Auschwitz a survivor, but the uh, uh, in Germany there yeah there were a lot of bad people. There were assassins. There were Gestapo. There were all kinds of people. But there were also people with honor. There were also people that, that the officers that uh, that lived by uh, uh, by the oath by by serving the people. Germany. There were honorable people. There were uh, and like General Beck, like Field Marshal Rommel, like uh, Colonel Stauffenberg. In Russia, in the last hundred years, they have destroyed. There is nobody like this. There is no such understanding. There is no such genetic pool. Anybody who was anyone were killed in gulags, were killed in World War II, were, uh, were genocide during the communist era. 20 there, million there Russians died in World War II. Generation, well, that's what they say. Some people say 40 million. They say some people say 100 million, that Stalin killed 100 million people. During his rule, 100 million Soviets were, were killed. So, I mean, I think that uh, the... Uh, the genetically it's just changed there is no such thing so i don't think there are people there that will be able to take on putin or or have enough guts or uh, honor 
to take them out. It's not, unfortunately, it's not Germany. Unfortunately, it's not Italy or anything else. There's too many generations that have been raised as as uh, serfs, as slaves. It's like well, thank you so yeah. much, Captain Does Gary Yurik, Yuri Tabak. Thank you so much for your insight, and uh, we look forward to speaking with you again real soon. Thank you so much. Sure.